Um, going live. Uh, we are ready, right? 100%. Dude, I'm so ready. Okay. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> going live in five, four, three. Gentlemen, what's up? How are you doing? It's me, Manny C. I'm sitting here with the one and only TIE Fighter. Oh, baby. Oh, no, I, get the, uh, I get the title this week. You get, the, nice. you, <laughs> you get the one and only because... The one and only. There's no Buddha will today. There's no Buddha will today. But so, we will... Yeah. <laughs> we will march forward. Uh, we are the Hardcore Casuals, a collection of oddballs and content creators who's dedicated to bringing you the very best of games, gaming, and all things entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hardcore Casuals Lounge. Oh, baby. Um, let's have a little, uh, a few moments for Buddha Will. Buddha Will is in packs. A little moment of silence for yeah. our man Buddha. Who is not joining us this evening? Who's not joining Instead, us this evening? He is representing Hardcore yep. Casuals, and aka thehardcorecasuals.com, <laughs> at Pack South right now. Oh yeah, I hope he's having a great. Actually, time. big ups to Buddha because I guess he drove there from Georgia to yeah. Austin. He drove Georgia, to, Georgia to Austin, like hundreds of miles. Atlanta. Um. Well, to... he. Well, I don't know where, like, where exactly he he was when. Because he lives in in uh, North Carolina. Oh, he lives in. So North I don't Carolina. know if he. I don't know if he went. I'm I'm assuming he just went straight from North Carolina, unless he unless he drove. You know, because that's a cool like thousand miles according oh, yeah. to my quick Google. So good for you, Buddha. Representing hard. We're hoping you're having a blast. Uh, by the time this podcast hits the waves, he will be back. But unfortunately, yeah. now he is not with us. So it is just myself and the one and only. It's me, Manny C. Oh, baby. Um, but that's all right. Uh, you know, I always enjoy uh, chit-chatting with, uh, with or without Buddha. You know, I'm a we talker. We chit-chat real good. It's all yeah. right. We'll be oh, yeah. Okay. We'll make it through. We have lots to talk <clears> about <throat> this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of which. Some cool stuff going on, yeah. There's there's some good stuff. There's some there's some interesting things going on uh, in the world of the video games. One story in particular that's... That for one reason or another, we we left off the table from the podcast. We might. This is particular with Buddha Will. So uh, heads up, go to the Discord, thehardcorecasuals.com/slash/discord, and uh, you're probably going to hear like a discussion, um, off podcast discussion on that later. Uh, if we if so, it'll probably be on the Patreon or whatever. But um, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Tie fighter. What have you been playing this week? 
Dude, it's been a good week for games. Uh, both played by my thumbs, but also watched by my eyeballs. Uh, so I've been hitting the Destiny 2 endgame really hard recently. I oh, uh, did a couple of raids this weekend. I'm sure you're familiar. I've talked at length about the Destiny 2 raids and how fun they are. Uh, so now we're at the point where we have a team and we have a couple of people that we can sub in and out that we can just be like, cool, hey, you ready to raid? Yeah, let's jump in. And everyone knows what to do. And uh, you can just kind of bounce through and, and bippity boppity. And you uh, you can get through the raid in like an hour. Whereas before, when we started, when you're learning how to do the raid, it takes like three hours or four hours to get through one single piece of it. Now we're running through the whole thing in like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. So you feel like a pretty serious superhero here towards the end. The problem is, is that even after all the raids that I've done, I still haven't gotten the the like fancy weapons that have a random chance of dropping from the raids. So there's they still elude me, which is a bummer. Um, uh, does now uh, this is probably a, a silly question, but when when uh, when things drop, does every individual have their own unique drop, like? RNG drop or Correct. can, can is, like a scumbag come in and hog everything? No, no, it is instance loot. So my oh, okay. loot is mine and your loot is yours. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so, so everyone so, sees a different Ingram drop or everyone everyone sees their own Ingrams drop. Uh, and, and that's very purposeful. I don't, I don't think I've seen a game where it was useful to have loot be uh, gatherable by everyone at once because then yeah just like you said someone could swoop in and take all the stuff and they could totally grief and and then I, people would fight about what belonged to who and that oh, would yeah. be a yeah. major oh, yeah. win um, but uh, yeah I mean Diablo had instance loot Anthem's going to have instance loot uh, I'm trying to remember if Borderlands Borderlands had it I can't remember because I didn't play with people I, I, very much I think I the Borderlands. first Borderlands did not uh, Ooh, I, and then uh, I want to say that it didn't, and either either they patched it down the road, because, and you know what? In comments, you could tell me if I'm I'm wrong here because I wasn't a Borderlands player, but I I, I seem to remember this being a thing, you know, like like a holes yeah, coming around and <laughs> and uh, picking up loot, stealing loot. I was like, yeah, that's that's definitely annoying. Um, but anyway. They yeah. still elude me. One of them is a uh, grenade launcher that shoots electrified grenades that when you put oh. two of them down on the ground, they arc between each other. And oh, then if you that's put three so of them, cool. they create a triangle. If you put five of them, they make a pentagram. Like they all, like every grenade that is within range of each other creates an arc to one another. And you can create like giant circles of death with this grenade launcher. So that's really cool. And then the one that's associated with the. Um, forsaken campaign is basically like a a beam of a, a beam of exploding fire is probably the best way that I can describe it. Uh, but it's called a thousand voices, and they call it the scream of basically the scream of the dragon that you slay as a part of the raid. So it's very cool. Still haven't gotten that one yet either, which is a bummer. So we will continue. We will continue doing raids and running through and having a blast and hopefully it'll pop up here at some point uh also actually this happened tonight like moments before podcast started i did some research on my current computer loadout and found that my graphics card is actually able to run destiny on my computer oh at a reason at a reasonable clip and so i turned it on and checked settings and i'm running high definition 1080 
at 60 frames a second on my poor little potato computer. I couldn't believe it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So now I can, uh, you know, if I, if I, I can't stream and play at the same time because it's using like everything she's got in order to do it. But I'm really excited. I'm very interested to try it out. I think I'm going to use destiny as my practice for keyboard and mouse. Because keyboard and mouse is something oh. I've never been good at, and there's oh. never been a game where I felt like, oh, it's it's okay for me to suck at this game because it's always been PvP games. Yeah, yeah. But with Destiny, I can just play PVE, which means if I'm just running strikes or if I'm just doing missions, there's no one there to disappoint, which is absolutely what I would right. do. Only so, yourself. I'm, yeah. Only myself. Yeah. And I only disappointed <laughs> myself once this evening, so I'm very happy about that. Right. It's hard though, dude. Going from controller using your thumbs to using like your freaking ring and pinky finger on your left hand, it is like the two least dextre- dexterous yeah. digits oh, yeah. on your body. Like I would be better off using my toes rather than these fingers. But oh, so oh well. I remember uh, it was a dude. I was streaming with uh, with Silverian. Uh, okay, and I I I was doing. Rainbow Six Siege on PC, and this was very, very early on. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still hot trash when when I try to play with keyboard okay. and mouse. But very, very early on, the first couple of games, it was so it was like like laughably terrible. Right? I didn't know. I, I oh, could oh, barely it's move. So bad. It was. <laughs> and you forget forget how many controls there are. Because it's just it's so mindless after especially after the number of hours you have on console. Your thumbs your thumbs do without you thinking. It just they just do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so now all of a sudden something something so simple as crouching and you have to instead of instead of crouching, you have to go, okay, wait, I have to crouch, crouch yes. is shift. Okay, shift. Oh, is I know. My oh my yeah, yeah. Click, yeah. okay, hold, okay, wait. Is it a do I have to hold it? Do I just press it? Exactly. Okay, now I'm done. Okay, wait. No, we're exactly. sprint. Sprint is above sprint's control. Oh wait, where's control? Control's below shift. All right, then you go there. Okay, wait. Now I've pulled my fingers off of the WASD so that I can reach the control <laughs> with my pinky. It's, oh my it's God. very frustrating. This Though, that's exactly what's going through my head. That is exactly that's exactly it. I, I I would never have been able to verbalize that, but that is exactly right. And there's so, and, and because of that, every single thing you do is like is like two second delay. There's like a mental exactly. lag. And you know what I think the best way to equate it is uh, is is learning a different language. And it's not it's not as technical as learning a new language. But you think about when you when you talk right now when you're speaking English. Uh, at least if your if your English is your first language, right. if you speak English, right. you just you just talk and you are verbalizing the thoughts that are in your mind. But if if you're speaking your second language, you have to think the thoughts, then you have to translate the thoughts into the new language, and then consciously say those words that you are translating to. So I'm translating crouch into shift into okay, where's shift, and then clicking right. that. Right. So it's not near. There's there's three extra steps in there that need to take place, and so it slows me way down. Uh, thankfully. It runs really well. It's very smooth. And as far as shooting goes, like movement is what's hard, but shooting is the point and click. Point and click's great. It's awesome. I'm very happy with point and click shooting because it's so precise. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 60, fra- 60 frames is buttery smooth. Uh, let me tell you. Uh, but when it comes to you know moving, jumping, sprinting, crouching, reloading, interacting, all the things that need to happen... Uh, that is too many buttons for too many fingers as opposed yeah. to what is basically two fingers on each hand. So a total of four fingers for the controller uh, has now been turned into uh, probably six fingers, so maybe seven fingers that I need to use for KBM. So it's a very different experience. Oh, man. 
Uh, I definitely feel your pain. Anyway, well, real, uh, real quick, when when I was playing with Silver, I was playing with my hands, and Silver decided to play literally with his feet, with oh. the keyboard and mouse, and we were seeing who was worse, and it was actually a game, right? That's how bad I was. <laughs> that's em- that's embarrassing. I was making a joke. That's embarrassing. Yikes. <laughs> So yeah, wow, maybe yeah. maybe okay. So as as the owner of definitely the much higher quality computer, I think it is your responsibility to be a much better KBM. I know I it's terrible. All right, I'm so, gonna go back. Anyway, that worry. was a lot of fun. I will. Yeah. The, I, like I said, I'm I'm unable to do it on stream. I just don't have the capacity unless I drop the quality way down, which would make stream suffer. So I don't want to do that. So uh, this will be my off stream Destiny time weekends screw around i'm just lucky that i got it because i don't know if you remember in november bungie just decided to give the vanilla version of destiny away they just gave it to anyone who logged on to BattleNet and said if you want destiny the vanilla version it's yours just log in and take it just like uh just like the epic store is doing now with some games so i i, I didn't know if i was ever going to be able to run it but i figured hey i have an account i might as well just go get it just in case here we go yeah so, you, you know I, I i i tried logging in uh once and i you know i had to go and verify my account somewhere I like for I, I remember i remember there being like a, a, a some type of road bump and i was like ah oh, really? screw it yeah oh yeah, you missed it i did yeah i know i, I but Think i did i actively went for it played manny oh my goodness i know i you know i i, I legit i legit would have played with you uh on pc i know i know yeah. one day we'll yeah. find something that we cross over and I mean, this tells this tells me I can play Fortnite in high def at sixty frames just fine because Fortnite runs probably way easier than Destiny. Fortnite does. is is super well optimized. Oh yeah, no, I have no doubt. Well, it's it's not only well optimized; it's it's super low polygon. It's just all exactly. cartoon. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. So like, it's probably coded really well because there's a lot of really good developers there. And then on top of that, it's an easy game to code. So you got great people doing an easy job. Means super duper easy. Kind of like how Overwatch is is more cartoony. Uh, but everyone who who plays that game and I talk to about it, everyone says that is that even for what it is, it is a highly optimized game capable of being played on really low end PCs at at high quality. So just like that. That's really cool. But anyway, enough about Destiny, enough about PC gaming. <laughs> we don't need to spend too much time on that. Yeah. Uh, also tonight and then earlier this week, I jumped back into Spider-Man on PS4, and that game continues to make me feel like Spider-Man. It's crazy, crazy fun, web slinging and jumping and uh, zipping my way around between enemies and jumping and launching people up in the air and jumping up to to knock them back to the ground and catching rockets out of midair with my webs and flinging them back at the rocket launchers. Just just so much fun stuff happening. And on top of that. The story of this game makes for the most interesting Spider-Man movie like I've ever watched. So it's just been a really, really great experience. I got pretty close to the end tonight on stream, but I had to hop off so we could record. So probably on Saturday or Sunday this weekend, I'm probably just going to log in and, and just polish it off. And I'm very excited to, to finish off because it's been it's been such a really good experience. Uh, I only have a couple of real criticisms on that, but I'll probably, uh, I don't know if I'll write something up or make a video about it or, or what have you for, uh, for a review, but I'd like to talk about it in depth after I complete it. So, well, is this, is this your, your, that's your first game as an Xboxer to PC, right? I mean, uh, the PlayStation. PS4. Yeah. mm, Well, this is the first time I've owned a PlayStation. So that's exciting. 
Uh, uh, I, I mean, if, if you have... were to do a small write-up, you can go on that angle. Be like, hey, oh, I'm absolutely. an Xboxer, but I'm playing PlayStation yeah, 4. Here are my thoughts. Believe me, I, I feel like I'm behind enemy lines here, but the, the, <laughs> the experience is good. Oh, no, yeah. It's been, it's been really good. The, uh, the menu system's kind of wonky. For some reason, my TV doesn't like the PlayStation in that every time I press the home button, you know, equivalent to the Xbox button, there's a PlayStation button. Every time I press the PlayStation button, it switches HDMI sources. Right. Who'd have thought? I don't yeah, that's weird. Does yours do that? No, yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't have. Know. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, if, if anyone's listening to this podcast and you know why in the world my TV is switching HDMI sources from HDMI 2, where it is at, to HDMI 1, where there is nothing, every time I click the home button, it goes there. You want to go back to the home? HDMI 1. You want to power off the PlayStation? HDMI 1. You want to take a drink of water? HDMI 1. Like, it, it always switches back. It's so silly, and I don't... I don't know what it is, but either way, that is not taking away from how much fun I'm having with the game and it's streaming just fine and everything looks good. And uh, surprisingly, there have been a really great number of people on Mixer who have been interested in seeing, oh, like, you know, great. This is PlayStation content. There's not a lot of that on Mixer right now. So it feels good to be able to bring that to people who don't normally get to see it. So that's nice. And then finally, one of the things I wanted to touch on as far as gaming for this week was just the sheer volume of trailers that we've gotten for both of the games that I'm really excited for this spring, both Anthem and The Division 2. I'm not going to dive in like super deep on these because like I could talk for an hour about how excited I am for both <laughs> of these games and all the details that came out with both of like all these trailers. Yeah. Uh, but let's just suffice it to say Anthem looks like one of the best looking games like you know, from a graphic standpoint it looks mind-blowing very very cool high quality abilities massive explosions crazy color uh wild movement abilities akin to like warframe style uh, uh mobility which is really exciting with you know the iron man simulator-esque rocket you know boosting all around like it looks great and then the division two came out with a lot of information about their world and the 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 dark zones uh, plural, because there was one dark zone before, but apparently now there's three of them, and they've they've made it so that people who are super experienced won't be able to poop on new players anymore. Because that was a big issue with the dark zone: is that people with experience and high level gear would just massacre lower level people, and it was not fun. And they've put in a lot of protections there uh, by so, normalizing a gear score and stuff. And so, uh, with these multiple dark zones, are they uh, as far as the information that that has been released? Are they're there for like different levels, you know? So you hit a certain level, like okay, you're out. So of I don't know Dark if there's going to be a level difference between the three. I know there's going to be a very environmental difference between the three. You know, one is okay. you know cold or hot or swampy or whatever. Uh, there's a different story behind these dark zones in that they tried to release a quote-unquote cure for the virus that killed so many people, but then the cure ended up killing a bunch of people as well, kind of like Agent Orange. Ask uh, from Vietnam. This is a super sad story if you don't know what Agent Orange is. But uh, there will be like one version of the Dark Zone where all the gear is normalized in that it doesn't matter if my gun is level 1 or your gun is level 50, our damage to each other is, is about the same. Right. But there is also versions of the dark zone and i don't know if this is a different dark zone or if it's just like a different mode you put yourself into but there are versions that exist of the dark zone that are not normalized so if you, if that's what you really enjoyed if you enjoyed griefing other players and and being the bad guy 
apparently there is still a place you can do that, but they've given new players the ability to avoid those areas, which I think is stellar because you're giving everyone what they want without taking anything away. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. That, and you know and, what? It's, it's, it's really, it's difficult to do. It's really difficult it to, is. Uh, to try it is. and my only that worry, needle. My only worry is that with, with three dark zones and potentially two iterations on each of those dark zones, uh, and this is maximum worst case scenario, and I don't know if this is the case, so we'll see what it looks like on, on release day. But there is a potential for six different dark zones as opposed to one dark zone. And so now you've taken what is a single player base of people interested in being in the dark mm -hmm. zone and mm -hmm. split them up into six different groups, thus probably right. making it a little bit harder to find people, may interact with people. So we'll see how they address that. Maybe if, if these are so small that they'll limit the amount of people in a single instance of a dark zone. And so, you know, oh, there's only going to be 12 people here every now and then. And so there only needs to be 12 people on the server to make for a full dark zone. And so maybe that'll mm. be the case. So we'll, we'll see. But anyway, uh, the, the, the world looks really cool. It is hot now instead of cold. And I, I tweeted earlier this week, like, I'm kind of bummed it's not snowy anymore. I love the snow of, of Division One. But it, you know, it's a definitely a big departure from that, and I'm interested to see what that looks like. You know, there's all new factions. We got to look at each one of them, and they all look interesting. So go check out the content that Ubisoft has put out about the division. Just there's so much for for me, a, a, an RPG looter shooter player. There's so much for me to be excited about over the next six months. And uh, if if this is a, a type of game that you're interested in getting into, now is like the the freaking golden age, man. It's great. I, I, uh, uh, one interesting thing that, that Ubisoft did, and this is, uh, uh, with the division is that they had a very, pretty interesting, like weather system and changing system, uh, in division one. I, I always kind of, and I said this before with, uh, with, um, horizon, uh, Forza horizon, I would like to see like a real time weather change, you know, and it, for games like this, where it's like, you have your online world and it's uh it's on and you want to create content for a string of years why not have a real-time weather system and have like challenges own specific to a season so you only have an actual season honest to goodness season to try and get certain achievements done and then you know otherwise you're beat for a year you know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, so I'd like they to had that. kind of a version of that in the Division One. So the so the main kind of what they call the light zone, or basically the the main map of the of the division, didn't really have a lot of weather, but they had a day night cycle, which was cool. It, it added a different version, you know, different feel to the game. When they came out with their what was it second DLC, the survival DLC, survival had it, it added a giant storm to the mix. What would this New York be like if it all of a sudden turned into actual New York and had a big blizzard, you know, nor'easter come in and you had to carry out these actions in the middle of this storm. And so I don't know if you ever saw uh, me playing that or someone else playing that, but survival mode was basically one of the, one of the early renditions of a battle Royale, but it took place with survival elements that included staying warm and staying out of the cold, which was really interesting uh and something that i'm definitely hoping to get ho hoping we get some version of back in in this one but if not uh i will certainly jump back in to for uh for the division one because it's great it's a lot of fun 
but, well, you yeah. know, it is on Game Pass, so you know, hit us up. Well, I'm, it is on Game Pass, but only till the end of the month. It is getting removed. Oh, is it really? It's getting removed. Oh yep. my goodness, it's getting taken out. Well, I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, it does. I suppose. Yeah. Yo, do you want to? Do you want to play? Maybe you know what? We'll we'll, we'll talk about it. I, I'll I'll load it up, and you can you can show me around. Well, here's I, the I, thing: this, the that DLC would be a paid DLC. So if you wanted to get uh, it, you well, have no, to no, just just the game, just to you just know, dip game, my okay. toes back in the water, and uh, to see it's, what changes nice, have man. been made, and uh, and and we'll talk. You know, because sure. I am I'm looking at Division Two. I'm looking at, um, uh, uh, oh my goodness, what's what, what what's the other one that that you're just talking about? Anthem. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I know. I know these aren't generally my kind of games, but I'm. I'm still like looking at them. Like, oh, they they do look shiny. They do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> dude, these are going to be some of the shiniest games. They look good, dude. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, uh. Um. Yeah, man. That's it yeah. for me. What have you been doing this week? Um. So, I played another level of, uh, um, Dishonored. You know, I I, I only played it like uh one, one level? time. Yeah, that's what I do. Like you one, one level, one time. One, yeah, yeah. Well, it took me a long time. It took me like the whole stream, bro. You know, because yeah, going, you know, like, what, you're 100 percent right. You can you can spend three hours on a level in the in Dishonored. It's really cool. Yeah. It will. I, I, well, I'm also like uh, trying to c- collect everything, and I'm exploring, and I'm also doing it on the the hardest level, and I'm trying not to kill people as best I can. You know, that's always that's always how I played. I wanted to play self in those games, and you can play total bloodlust if you want. Oh yeah, but if you I, wanted to, and they that. give you the power to do it. But I'm, you know, I'm just like, oh no. My I, favorite, you know. my favorite way was to be super stealth, but to kill everyone while I was stealth. Uh yeah. So well, that, so kill that, as many people. Like once once you get towards the later levels, you get the abilities that you need in order to get this done. And one of them was if you kill someone while in stealth, they turn into ash and poof away. Yeah. So you don't have to get rid of their that. body. Yeah. That's, that's a killer one. And so you can just you can just go around sing, 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 sing real quiet and you don't have to clean anything up. It's great. Yeah. Uh, what I do is I knock them out and I like run away and I and I dump their bodies like on a roof somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you gotta run way that's back because they can be found. Oh yeah. I've had levels I've had I've had hours of work ruined because one body that I left way, way back at the beginning gets yep. found and then they turn the alarm on it's like wait a second exactly exactly uh but uh, you know but either way dishonored i i'm i'm really liking a lot um and i i will be continuing on the game you know uh play at least one one solid level uh a week and, and just to stretch it as long as i possibly can um <laughs> the other <laughs> the other games that i've been doing uh, I've been playing Paladins. I I I downloaded Paladins. Paladins. And, yeah, and you know what? I liked it. It was really good. It was been the the first time in forever that I that I played the Realm Royale, which was the Paladins Fortnite. Oh basically. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's now on Xbox free to, uh, free to play. Is it, it out is, of closed beta now? Oh, you know what? I'm I'm not sure. I was given a code, so I do have oh, it. Fancy. I'm not 100 percent sure if it is if it's open open. Uh, if so, it's a lot of fun. It, it, I had okay. I, I definitely had fun with it. I played it 
on PC, and it was fun when I played it with PC. But I am more of a console guy, so so I didn't have like what we were talking about earlier, like that sure. that uh, two two second mental lag, which which drains fun from every single game I play on PC. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so so I had a lot of fun jumping into uh, the Realm Royale. It, it, it's, it, they seem to have addressed some of the uh, balancing issues. I remember we we talked a while ago that that uh, I uh, Realm- I actually saw this article as we were digging up uh, recap for 2018 stuff, and it was something like in this in the span of a month, Realm Royale went from the top of the charts to losing like 91 yeah. percent of its player base or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, it was it it, it was pretty uh, dramatic upheaval of their player base and I, I i i haven't looked at the actual numbers i doubt that they're you know that they're back you know but they're still kicking they're still kicking and i was having some fun with it so so yeah um that's basically it that's basically it i didn't really do all that much you well know. i mean paladins tell me tell me a little bit more about your your time with paladins because i saw stupendous uh hardcore casual team member stupendous playing paladins actually a couple times over the past couple weeks and so i was i was kind of wondering uh, uh a did you guys play together b was there something uh that brought both of you into this game at the same time because paladins isn't new it's been around for a long time so what was it that called you back into this game uh because this is this is not something that's normally on your repertoire so i'm, I'm pretty curious um it really was was looking for like a, a we play Wednesday game, you know, and mm-hmm. and um, I've I've noticed that a lot of people have been playing it, you know, uh, recently. So much so, like to be honest, like I straight up forgot that the game was even out for, <laughs> right? I was like, oh yeah, oh, this, yeah. the, the new game Paladins, yeah. <clears throat> so no, so sure. you know, we had some people talking about it. Uh, I, I was wanting to play Realm Royale, uh, and then I said, "Okay, well, let's let's get uh, this game downloaded as well." And <clears throat> I just, you know, we we played both of them on the We Play Wednesday. We played, uh, we went through both of them, and I had I had fun. Um, you know, what what, what can I say? Uh, I I do have Overwatch, and it's very like Paladin is very much like the free Overwatch. You know what I'm saying? But there's certain mm-hmm. differences in how you capture the point. Um, and I, I liked it. Um, you know, subtle, subtle differences. It's, it's generally the same idea. Uh, the characters are a little sure. bit different and, and, uh, I didn't pay for it. So I only have a, a few, um, uh, characters, uh, and you have to grind to unlock and all that fun stuff. Yep. And that's fine. Yep. That, I'm totally fine. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but, um, for a free to play game. It it it's it, you cannot complain. It is it's it's a really really yeah absolutely. Fun experience. I think they've Solid, a really smooth. polished product. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the state of free games is in a better place than uh, well, especially out of High Res Studios, right? So High Res is is responsible for Smite Paladins and Realm Royale, and all of them are free to play. All of them have actually very similar pay models. So it's you know props to High Res for really being a, a a beacon of truth when it comes to that you know obviously uh digital extremes and warframe are another another really do-gooder when it comes to that sort of thing so yeah uh, you're right dude free to play is in a good spot right now yeah outside of the outside of the mobile hellscape uh 
Yeah. You know, the freemium <laughs> games. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, one, one quick but, note. I actually don't have this in the notes here, but one quick note about high res and, and, and or paladins. Uh, their president, Stu, released kind of this big article, kind of state of the company update uh, yesterday, today, something like that. But basically, when he was talking about paladins, he said, you know, it's got over 40 champions now. We've been improving it for basically three years. And so they're announcing that, you know, especially for 2019, they're actually going to get more aggressive with content updates. And mm. he's actually claiming in 2019, they're going to have 50% more major patches with more oh. heroes and more thrilling modes than we've seen yet. Well, well, that sounds promising. That is interesting. And obviously the article goes on to talk about Smite, talks about Realm Royale, talks about how all three of these are going to be cross-platform between PC, Xbox, and PS4, which is really cool. Oh, sorry. And Switch. Switch is included in the cross-platform because now Smite and Realm Royale are, are sorry, all I think all of them are going to be on Switch. Maybe not Realm Royale right away, but Paladins is already on Switch. Smite's coming. So that's also really, really cool. Free to play. Awesome. Yeah. So, um anyway. Yeah. Um, well, I guess uh I guess it's time to to mosey on over to uh to the news. Shall Hold we? on. Hold on. Well, let's, let's. Where's the news music? Where? Where is it? Oh wait. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. It was late. Ah, uh, uh, my yeah. music. <laughs> oh, it feels good, man. I love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the news. It is Friday, January eighteenth, two thousand and nineteen. For those that are listening, obviously it is not that day for you, but it is that day for me, and it is for Manny. And we're talking about the news from this week. There is some. Uh, there are three stories that we decided to cover today. Kind of three and a half that we felt were worth your time. Obviously, there was a lot more going on. There's always things happening. We wanted to kind of spend a little bit more time talking about what we felt are like some some more meaningful topics this week. Uh, two of them, I think, in particular are really big, and then the middle one that we have is kind of one that's an ongoing concern that we wanted to address as well. So anyway, first of all, we got some really bad news this week. EA has officially canceled the uh, visceral developed open world Star Wars game. Uh, this is from Jason Schreier at Kotaku. I'm going to read through this because it's not that long. But Electronic Arts has canceled its open world Star Wars game according to three people familiar with the goings on at the company. The game announced alongside the shutdown of visceral games back in 2017 had been in development at EA's office in Vancouver. EA Vancouver, a large studio that mostly handles support for a variety of publishers' games, including FIFA and Battlefront, had been working on this open-world Star Wars game since October 17, when EA closed Visceral Games. Until then, Visceral, best known for its popular Dead Space horror series, was developing its own Star Wars game. That project, codenamed Ragtag, was a linear action-adventure game directed by Uncharted director Amy Hennig. EA Vancouver has been assisting on the project. When EA closed Visceral Games on October 17, the Vancouver, the Vancouver studio took it over. But it wouldn't be accurate to say that EA's Vancouver Star Wars was the same as Ragtag. When EA Vancouver took it over, it rebooted this Star Wars project entirely, keeping some of the art assets, but transforming it into an open world game. So it started as a linear action, when it would belong to Visceral, then it moved over to EA Vancouver. They wanted to scrap what had been a, uh, a, a linear action game, turn it into an open world. But the project has now been canceled. EA did not immediately respond for request for comment, uh, but they have uh, given comments. Uh, I'm going to list it here. 
EA says the following. There's been speculation overnight about one of our Star Wars projects. As a natural part of the creative process, the great work by our team in Vancouver continues and will evolve into future Star Wars content and games. We're fully committed to making more Star Wars games. We're very excited about Star Wars Jedi, Fallen Order from Respawn, and we'll share more about new projects when the time is right. Another one bites the dust, Manny. Another one freaking bites the dust. I mean, really, it's it's disappointing. Like, I I was excited for for the visceral project. I like Star Wars action games. You know, what I'm saying like I, I I've had plenty of uh, of really fond experiences playing. You know, Star Wars, jumping into the Star Wars world, and. Uh, and there were several games that 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 were promised. One of them was uh, basically a, 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 like a job. Uh, you were oh, oh, um oh my goodness, Boba Fett. Yeah, one one seven something. Yeah, that you were yeah. you were gonna be uh, Boba Fett supposedly, and they were they were teasing like the direction of this game. This was years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, I think I remember this. And then Lucas Arts sold the star wars rights to uh to uh disney <clears throat> and and when it went over to i think it was when it uh, uh either way like that game just like went to the ether you know what i'm saying and it just never got picked up and then and then visceral comes uh, uh, around when ea picks up the license from disney and says hey we're going to we're working on an actual um story driven game an action game and and I'm definitely excited about it and it was from somebody that worked on this game uh, uncharted which as an xbox dude i n- i never got to to play but i was definitely right. you know it's a series we never we've never been able it. to touch yeah so i was like oh this is this is really really promising and then it was like okay that got scrapped i was like damn you know that 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 kind of that kind of sucks and then mm-hmm. they at least they said, "Hey, we're taking some of the stuff from this game, and and you know, we're, we will, you might see something down the road. Open world, all right, fine. To me personally, open world, you see all kinds of open world games. Uh, that's kind of like the thing, right? You have this. Oh, we're making a, a open world environment. I kind of just want a tried and true story game. Isn't that what Star Wars is about? Star Wars it is." story uh a narrative right i mean at it at its core star wars is very classic story like yeah. it, it is old school even shakespearean style storytelling so and so so to say like oh every star wars game has to be this big epic sweeping open world fly in space right. blah, blah, blah. like it doesn't no it doesn't have to be that you're absolutely right we can absolutely have a nathan drake story that is a linear walk through different environments that we want to see as a part of this universe. People want to spend time in in Star Wars universe. We want to see the planets, we want to meet the aliens and if that means doing it in a planned and and you know already decided linear way, that's totally okay. You'll yeah. notice a lot of people yeah. do that every year with the movies. Every year. And if oh, yeah. if, I, if I can have that kind of meaningful experience and you know some sort of character driven story, but I get to make the choices, I get to make the decisions. And I get to to swing the lightsaber, a hundred percent. Everyone's on board. I guarantee it. Look at uh, look at look at God of War. 
They that went right. from a, a Devil May Cry style hack and slash to a story driven linear action adventure that was focused on relationships between a father and his son and how a character went from a brooding and anger and revenge driven madman to a thoughtful and probably regretful older father. They they completely turned that story on its head 100%. It was backwards from everything it had ever tried to be. And that is the most successful game yeah, in game a game of the year. Right. Game of the year. But not only not only from an award standpoint, but just from a from an emotional standpoint, from from the way that it moved people and the way people talk about God of War is just unreal. Now I'm I'm saying this all from the perspective of someone who's only spoken to people who have played it and I haven't yet touched it myself. Well, we've granted we've that's watched. gonna happen that's gonna happen in the next two months, and I'm very excited about that. But yeah. like just from the outside, this game has been like it, it has changed the way that people are going to make the next generation of games. Well, I think, uh, I think that's uh, probably the best way I can put it. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't have to to necessarily have played the game, although it's uh, definitely helps. And, uh, you know, but that's a, the good thing with streaming. Right. I, I've watched mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let plenty of people and experienced vicariously. Right. Uh, exactly. Uh, through through other people. Uh but you can see the progression of of how games are telling stories, right? Look at at Hellblade as another example. You know, uh, these more like, and I've said this before, right? There was a couple years where 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 AAA studios were like, you don't want, you don't want single player experiences. So we're gonna hack hack it out of our games, and we're gonna give you multiplayer. Um, well, I always that always always rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, is not that we we don't want single player experiences. Is not that we don't want stories. We just we just maybe have a refined palette now. You know, we want actual stories with a little bit of depth, with a little meat on it, with a little. You know, it's a little a little a little uh, uh, little thought provoking. Absolutely. Uh, I think you know. I think that people forget that the average gamer demographic is you and me. Right. Yeah. Is you <laughs> yeah. know 30, 30 to 40 year old people that, you know, have a job and uh work hard and then come home and like to experience something great. Yeah. Not, there's there's the, thank God, right. The game of the year, like they're really pushing units. Uh uh Hellblade is another wonderful example from uh uh, uh Ninja Studios, like Yep. There is a real Spider-Man, market Spider-Man as well. for for Spider-Man. The, the, the list goes on and on, right? Of 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 really good uh, uh single player narratives and experiences that when done well, the market responds and I'm very happy to see that because really at this point that notion of of nobody wants single player, it's dead. That I mean it's clear. It's been proven. You know, like we yeah. will buy. No, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I, I am so happy with where games are at right now because this is just validating everything we've been trying to say for a while. And, yeah. and so they finally gave these games a shot and gamers freaking pulled through and everyone showed up for single, single player games. And I think now it has become excruciatingly clear that this is a this is a game style that you cannot ignore. I, I, and... um. Although, like, like for for uh, I'm an Xbox dude. A lot of these were exclusively on PlayStation because PlayStation has a history 
of just creating single player games, right? Where Xbox mm-hmm. has a history of multiplayer, you know, and and that's good, that's fine. But um, I think every you know everybody sees you know the, uh, there's a line in the sand that has been <laughs> that has been marked very clearly. Uh, single player experiences, exclusives, uh, single player experiences sell units. And uh, and with with what Microsoft has done, with acquiring uh, a bunch of studios and whatnot, I'm excited to see what single single player uh, uh, stories are going to come along the path of of uh, Microsoft. I think it's only a matter of of time. Um, but um, going back to the meat and bones, meat and bones, meat and potatoes. Sorry, <laughs> of. Uh, of this story, uh, it was a little bit of a dust up, right? And people were very upset generally. And then they started asking questions as far as what has EA been doing with this license? And is is the Star Wars license being utilized correctly? You know, like there was, we have a, uh, this little, uh, this little uh, picture. It's going to be on the notes. There's a, Somebody tweeted it out. <laughs> it's out there on the Twitter. Someone, someone made this graphic, yeah, and it was a under LucasArts and any other company list of Star Wars games, and then a, a separate list under EA. Now the under the under LucasArts plus any company was a period of four years, two thousand two to two thousand six, and EA has also had the license for four years, uh, two thousand thirteen. It says two thousand seventeen here, but it includes two thousand eighteen. Because nothing came out in 2018. Right, right, right. So there were a grand total of 16 games under the Star Wars brand that came out between 2002 and 2006. Anywhere, anywhere from Clone Wars to Bounty Hunters to Old Republics to Legos to you know all sorts of great stuff. There, there were some. I mean, and you all remember if you guys played games between 2002 and 2006, you remember Star Wars games because they were they were often and they were awesome. Now, not all of them were slam dunks. I get that. But they were always pumping them out, and they weren't afraid to take risks, and they tried cool things, and they made some awesome stuff. Well, uh, and then it, EA it, got it, the in, license. In this mix of some of the of some of the the the, the greats, in my opinion, where we have like Star Wars Knights Knights of the Old Republic. You know what I'm saying? Kotor. One and two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Freaking fantastic. Big and time. you know what? Don't, don't sleep on those Lego games. Those don't Lego sleep on games. Lego games. Don't sleep on the Don't sleep on the OG Battlefront. Like these. Oh, were, the OG these were Battlefront, winners, dude. The OG Battlefront. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then EA takes the license, and the very first thing they do, oh, let's reboot an old one and do nothing original. So they made Battlefront with no story. And remember our discussion about Star Wars and story. The most important part of this franchise is is who the people are and what they're doing and why they're doing it. And let's take all that out and just have you run around a field shooting each other. And not only that, but then they also dumbed down the overall experience of the original Battlefront. How in the world... They was the old, yeah, like a ten-year-old version of Battlefront. How in the world is that more in depth than, right? I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand. Underestimated what people were expecting out of a Star Wars game. I don't know how. Way off. Now, EA did follow up Battlefront with Battlefront Two, which. If we exclude the conversation about loot boxes, because that mm-hmm. is a whole freaking can of worms. Mm-hmm. If we exclude that, 
Battlefront 2 was an objectively better game than Battlefront 1. It had much better combat. It had way more diverse environments. It had a story that was written by two people that I follow on social media that I respect and feel like uh, really... Uh, they, I feel like they respect the Star Wars story and wanted to do it justice with this, and I feel like they created something cool. Uh, but then EA, you know, EA'd it and made this whole loot box controversy and just freaking ran it into the ground. And so over the past four years, EA has released basically one and a half games under Star Wars, while when LucasArts was giving out licenses, they released 16 of them. It's just, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So very very uh, frustrating. And if to make it ma- to make matters worse, I uh, they we have a little description here of what the game could have been. Uh, apparently, uh, the the author of the article says I've talked to several more people familiar with EA uh, Vancouver's now canceled open world Star Wars game. This project was codenamed Orca. It was very early in development, but would involve playing as a scoundrel or a bounty hunter who could explore various open world planets and work with different factions across the Star Wars universe. Uh, however, when EA's top decision makers looked at the roadmap for the next few years, they decided they needed something earlier than the planned release date for Orca, according to the two people familiar with what happened. So they canceled Orca in favor of a smaller scale Star Wars project that is now aimed for a much sooner, likely 2020 date, which is really interesting considering they had a much smaller, tighter, linear story made Mm -hmm. by someone who's pretty well known for making really good, tight, linear stories. And they said, nah, we don't need that. Let's do open world. And then a year and a half later, they're like, nah, open world's too big. Let's do something else. Why why don't we do something smaller, more linear? And it's just, it's so backwards. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. It really is. I mean, because like, uh, if you like, like looking in, they want to cancel uh, things, right? This one was canceled because it wasn't, you know, they wanted to get a, a game in sooner. So they work, like you said, work on something. Uh, more straightforward, right? Yep. What if they just freaking left it alone? If they just left it alone, for God's sake, you would have had just this let game. Visceral, do visceral. We'd have it. It's it, it, it's really it's just it, it's silly. I I think I think the 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 problem with having the license a license like Star Wars exclusive is that. Where are the passion projects? You know what I'm saying? Where are are mm-hmm. the the studios that can do one thing really well, right? So so if you look at this graphic and and we're talking about games like Knights of the Old Republic, right? So you know these guys they are good at making RPG games, and you know what? They made a really good Star Wars RPG game, one of the 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 great games in the Star Wars franchise. You know what I'm saying? Like like I said, if you look at this graphic. Some of these were, you know, were snoozers, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But oh, yeah. when you have some, you, if you have some, a, a studio that is, that is talented at, at, at crafting a story, well then it doesn't have to be like, like you said earlier, it doesn't have to be a big open world. It doesn't have to be, uh, whatever is, is super, you know, tr- trending at the moment. W- what matters is a good story, a solid experience and, and that is stifled when it's under EA, or not 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 the single out EA, but it uh, uh, it's stifled when the decisions of 
of these narratives are based on, oh, well, we need to hit the numbers. So we're going to scrap this and and push that or, you know, because it has to be on a specific timeline. You know, mm-hmm. the soul of it is being ripped out for deadlines and profit. And it's a shame to see, uh, you know, bring back the Star Wars games. <laughs> That's bring all back. I can say. Yeah, bring them back. All right. Well, that's it for that. Uh, yeah. And it's like, what? there's not much we can do about it anymore, right? It's, it's not like, no, oh, it, let's no. wait and yeah. find out, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, we're okay, just so breathing. We're gonna, yeah. 2020. And uh, all we can do is, all we can hope now is that at some point, Disney or you know, LucasArts or whoever, whoever really is a decision maker gets smart and has some ability to be like, EA, like quit screwing up, dude. Like this is, this is one of the most profitable franchises in the history of the world, like what? straight up. And they're like think think of the games that could be made in today's world well think of it's crazy well, yeah yeah and so uh, EA, EA, has EA is to be... not only losing ea is not only not providing this experience for people who love star wars they're miss they're they're re- making disney the owner of the star wars license they're making disney miss out on what could easily be millions if not billions of dollars for 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 not getting these games out and not licensing them and not getting piece of pieces of what could be many many pies which is probably very frustrating for those that are at the top um i i well this deal that they that had, it was billions of dollars right they was it not 4 it, billion they must dollars? have paid through the teeth for it they had oh, yeah. to have i i it was several billion i think now i might be wrong i i want to say it was 4 billion I, I do not know that. I can't say whether that's um, right. I, I, I was I was looking I was looking at uh, some articles. Oh, listen, all I know was it was extremely expensive, and these two games I don't I don't think that they are they've made their money. <laughs> I don't think oh, I don't knows? think they've made their money back. They and who they're knows? running out of time. They're running out of time. All right, whatever. So, Let's move on. Anyway, EA, come on, guys, pick it yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Moving um, on. Sorry, can I can Microsoft. I add uh, can I add this the the Star Wars YouTube uh, blah blah right in here in the middle while yeah, we're on like, Star Wars? Yeah, let's, if we're going to talk about Star Wars, all right. So this is this is uh, a real quick side note. Uh, it's something I wanted to talk about, but over the week, you know, the story happened, a drama happened, and then the resolution happened. So there's not really much to talk about. Uh, as far as discussion, there's but, a whole story, but there's a whole story, yeah, a whole complete story. So over the week, there's uh, there was uh, a YouTuber, uh, the YouTube channel is Star Wars Theory, right? And uh, he was was for quite some time going about setting up or, or creating a fan film, you know. And you can you can go on, and, and we have a couple links in the um. And on the the hardcorecasuals.com and you can check on the 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 podcast notes and check it out for there but go ahead to youtube star wars theory and the movie the movie itself is called vader episode one shards of the past a star wars theory fan film right nice. so here's the here's the whole synopsis of this story uh star wars theory he says hey i want to i want to work on this uh, on a video um uh, and he contacts lucasfilm it says, "Can I make a fan film? What are what what are the rules and parameters that I have to have to be in to make this and make it legit? You know, with your blessing." And Lucasfilms tells him, "Okay, well, you can't 
make any money off of it, first and foremost. So, you know, don't expect ads on it, no ad revenue. Uh but if you don't if you don't do that and you don't uh, and you look at these videos for for his full explanation, uh, another thing was that he couldn't like crowdsource the funding uh, for it, right? He would have to okay. if the funding was for to him and then he spent uh, money f- uh, f- on the Star Wars series. That's that's I mean on the movie that's different, but a specific crowdsourcing for said uh, title or said movie. Is a no go, right? So he he raises somewhere near a hundred thousand dollars, and he gets this this video out, and he made a really really good fan film regarding Darth Vader, Episode One. And so so, uh, and it has like like it's like when I saw like somewhere between six or seven million views, you know, um. And the like to dislike ratio is 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 overwhelmingly positive. The people love it. Um, so this has been going on for about I think it was like two weeks. Uh, and then <clears throat> uh, this week he was copy strike. Uh, 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 there was a copy strike against him, and and, and it was Disney. And <laughs> or at the time they said, okay, well this is Disney, but this maybe it is the the later on they said, well it, it's not. It might not be directly Disney. It might be the music company. Uh, uh, the people out there currently are holding the music rights for the Star Wars. Uh, and and either way, they took the copies extracted. Ads were were uh, were then being used, put onto the the video that he made, and he went and made a video and said, "Hey, this is what's happening. You're seeing ads on it. It's not." That it's not going to me. I'm not breaking the agreement. Uh, uh, Disney copy striked me, and and you know, he he's beat. The internet went crazy, right? The internet went crazy and said, "Hey, Just this nuts." Yeah, well, it really sucks to have to to raise. Think about it. He he raises himself a hundred about a hundred thousand dollars, spends it a labor of love, really. And knowing already it's a sacrifice as a YouTuber, as a full-time content creator, and says, okay, you're going to spend all, all this money, time, effort putting something together that you cannot make a dime off of. Like, that's a, a real sacrifice that he made because he just loves the story. He loves the Star mm-hmm. Wars universe. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, he, it was a passion project. And then somebody else come in and says, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna make money off of it." Sorry, <laughs> like, oh, must, I know, I know his 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 heart must have been like really torn to shreds over it. Um, and and he was he was being stand up about it, and he said, "Hey, this this is what happened, and you know it is what it is, and I still want to to make um further episodes, and we're just gonna keep on on moving forward." Um. So the, either way, long story short, internet went crazy, and in 24 hours, Lucas Films hears about it, contacts either Disney or whatever other company uh, that was holding the music rights for the, for Star Wars uh, under Disney, and and mm-hmm. got that copy strike uh, reversed, and it is now ad free the way it was originally intended, nice. and he and he set it to bed. So that was the whole drama. Um, I, I say it, uh, I say it now, basically just go check it out. 
Star Wars Theory. If you like Star Wars, check out that video. Uh, I think it's, it's worth watching. And, uh, and yeah. So, like, that was... If it, if it wasn't overturned, I think that could have been a really negative precedent for, con like, fan films <laughs> in, in the future. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. Uh, but, yeah. That's so awesome that, they I mean, got it resolved. I mean, obviously, that was definitely the internet coming together and calling Disney on their nonsense. So, very oh yeah. happy to hear that. Oh, yeah. See, that I mean, there's there's several things that could be said about that, right? So, so, mm -hmm. um, when the fandom comes together and to to talk about something that they disagree with, really, it's not it's not always a negative thing. I know lots of times, uh, um, it's portrayed as oh, you know. These 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 nerdy fans that have nothing better sure. to do with their lives are just always angry. But I mean, really, what other what other recourse do we have as 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 people who are subscribing to content? Right. We 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 are we are uh, purchasers of movies, purchasers of games. Sure, you know what I'm saying? Sure. And the only thing that we can do is voice our opinion if we like it or not. If we like the direction. Uh, of these stories or franchises or games, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah. and having a voice is important. And it's nice to see when we when fandom does come together and to see some some good, <laughs> right? To see some moves Absolutely. made in favor of 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 the people or the or the fandom or the content creators or or what have you, you know? So yeah. Absolutely. No, this is this is great. I love it. So glad I got it resolved, guys. If you're interested in watching this Star Wars film, how long is it, Manny? Is it like twenty minutes? Something it's like, like it's like sixteen minutes, give or take. Okay. But anyway, we will uh, we will have those links available on the uh, page for this podcast recording via thehardcorecasuals.com. Oh baby. Uh, and then I'm sure Manny will be doing all the posting about that uh, when this becomes available as well. So you can shoot oh, yeah. it there. Uh, Manny, what's the name of it again? You can probably just YouTube it directly as well. Um. Oh yeah. Well, the if you look under the name of the, the, name, the name of the actual production, it's Vader Episode One, right? If you if you just look up like that Vader Episode One, it'll you'll probably uh, yeah, find it. the Google's full title shards of right the past now because of this drama. So oh, I'm yeah. sure it'll pop up. Right oh yeah, now. yeah. But either Google way, the channel is Star Wars Theory. Uh, check it Star out. Star Wars Theory. There yeah, you go. Is the cool. channel. Awesome, name. awesome stuff. Yeah, so very cool. All right, we are moving on. Story number, well, I guess three now. We had, was that number two? No, story number three and uh, 3.5. This is kind of one and a half stories. Uh, Microsoft removes the Carlton and the Floss dances from Forza Horizon 4. So this is once again from Kotaku. You guys may be seeing a, uh, a, a trend here. I read this a lot. The Carlton and the Floss dance emotes are no longer available in Forza Horizon 4, following changes made to the game as part of today's big Series 5 update. Although publisher Microsoft won't say why it was removed the emotes, why it removed the emotes, both dances are subjects of lawsuits against publisher Epic Games for using them in the mega popular game Fortnite. While the player controls cars in Forza Horizon 4 and not people, driver avatars are sometimes appearing on screen, at which point they can perform dance moves of the player's choice. 
The game's Carlton emote lets players' uh, avatars perform actor Alfonso Ribeiro's dance from The Fresh Prince, while Floss emote lets them perform the dance originally performed by Instagram personality Russell Horning, better known as Backpack Kid, on Saturday Night Live in 2017. It was a Katy Perry performance, if you didn't catch that one. Both have now been taken out of the game. When reached for comment, a spokesperson from Microsoft would not elaborate on why the emotes were removed. In a statement, the spokesperson said, Forza Horizon 4 features a large portfolio of content and is continuously being updated. The emotes have been in the game since it released in October 2018. Other emotes based on popular dances, like one that imitates Drake's hotline bling, are still in the game. And it goes on to talk about more. <sighs> so many people suing so many companies over so many dances. It's, uh... I shouldn't say that. There's so many people suing Fortnite over dances so now this and this leads into my story kind of 1.5 from here so i'm going to read that and then we can kind of break it down here story number 1.5 on this for those who follow Fortnite, i'm sure you remember long time ago they had a submit your own emote dance contest and one of the most popular entries as a part of this contest was a kid dubbed orange shirt kid because he submitted a video wearing an orange shirt and his dance did not win. <laughs> I think it got second or third place, but it was kind of a silly dance with a lots of, lots of hip movement, lots of knees, lots of hands, but it was fun to watch. But unfortunately the kid didn't win. Now the community really got behind this kid and wanted it really badly. And then Fortnite pulled the ultimate bro move and literally gave it away the following season. All you had to do was get to like level five or 10, which in Fortnite is nothing. It's like, right. it's it's one long night, maybe a couple nights in order to get to level 10. So they were giving it away. They weren't selling it. They have made no money off of this. That leads me to the title of this article from Polygon, from Austin Goslin. Orange Shirt Kid's Mom Sues Epic Games Over Fortnite's Orange Justice Dance. <sighs> I put eye roll here yeah. in the title of the I, podcast thing. You'll see that there. Eye roll. Like the mother of orange shirt kid wants justice for her son and is suing Epic games over Fortnite's orange justice dance emote. It's yeah. the latest legal tangle for Epic, which is now facing multiple lawsuits over dance based emotes in the battle Royale game. The complaint first reported by variety was filed in California court by Rachel McCumbers, the mother of the boy known as orange shirt kid named CCM in court documents whose video went viral within the Fortnite community last year. The suit alleges copyright infringement, including that Epic copied the dance move named The Random by the boy and the catchphrase, It's also great exercise, but did not credit Orange Shirt Kid nor seek his consent to use, display, reproduce, sell, or create a derivative work based on mm -mm. Orange Shirt Kid's random dance or likeness in mm -mm. Fortnite. And it goes on and shows the proceedings and discusses more. But wow, there are so many holes in this one paragraph. Right. Let's pick right. this apart. Yes, Let's please. This apart just for a moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I don't even play this game very much, and I'm not a lawyer, and I can tell you yeah. so many things are wrong with this. Right. Exactly. So, this suit alleges <laughs> copyright infringement. No. It, first of all, that the 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 dance isn't copyrighted. The kid never sought copyright for his right. dance arguing that Epic copied the dance move named the random and the catchphrase, but did not credit Orange Shirt Kid nor seek his consent of use. But wait a second. The kid submitted the video to the contest exactly. for oh which God. Fortnite exactly. asked people to submit dance videos so that the, they could become 
emotes. Yeah. Don't forget every time people run these things, you sign a little thing that says you are submitting this to us. It is now ours. It does not belong to you. It can be used for promotion. You are giving up all rights to this. It is ours. And so right there, uh, they did not credit Orange Shirt Kid nor consent, can seek his consent to use. Yeah, huh? Uh, and they then she says uh, they can get his consent to display, reproduce, sell, or create a derivative work based on Orange Shirt Kid's random dance or his likeness in Fortnite. Well, they didn't sell it and they didn't recreate it. They used it because the kids submitted it and they gave it away to everyone for free because the community wanted it. And it's right. like, I don't know what damages right. this woman is trying to seek because Fortnite has made exactly $0 of it. And it could be argued that Fortnite is actually doing this kid a service because not only did they not make money, they had to dedicate resources to create it. And now it's a free part of a free game that this, right. that, that this kid is now forever immortalized in this game yeah. because of it. Yeah, I mean, he's orange shirt kid now. Otherwise, he'd just be a kid. I can't believe it. Yeah. Now, I mean, the the argument I've seen, we talked about this before. I've seen the argument on both sides for Alfonso Ribeiro and Two Millie and, and their issues with the dance being taken due to uh, some California laws that may potentially allow them to claim ownership over their dances. That argument exists. I don't want to talk about it here. But to say that this kid got his dance stolen and copied and not given a chance to to give consent is more than erroneous because he literally submitted it to a contest. It's unbelievable. Right. Yeah. Uh, this, unbelievable. this this is really um yeah, this this, this is really just a, a waste of of time and and money. It's I mean, like you said, it was a contest. You submit, you submitted it. There's always, 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 um, you know, legal paperwork involved. I can't even believe this was brought in. Right? I can't believe it either. Honestly, I don't know how a lawyer could look at this. That's, that's, and that's what I'm saying. What, and say like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my career on this. Like, this is, this is what I want my reputation to be. It, yeah. It baffles yeah. me. So. Very sad. Uh, if we go back to the original story, Microsoft has removed them. I think they're just trying to wipe their hands of it. I don't think they. I think they want to not get sucked in. Oh, oh, oh Because yeah. don't forget, yeah. Microsoft took away the floss dance, and that was in pretty much direct response to the to the backpack the backpack kid's mom also suing Fortnite over this dance, I guess. So. Anyway, we have, I, I think it's up to like five or six different parties that are suing Fortnite over dances. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Microsoft seems to be the first people that are responding to these allegations, even though they're not part of the allegations. So they're uh, taking, they're taking they're, dances out of their game, I think, yeah. just to get ahead of what precedent could yeah, potentially yeah, yeah, be yeah, set. Exactly. Exactly. They're so, just, uh, they're ahead know, of the curve. See, they're waiting. We're going to see these dance yeah. moves in Anthem. We're going to see these dance moves in The Division. We're, we already see them in, in Destiny. We see them in any game that's got emotes. This is what people want to be able to do in their in their games. And obviously Fortnite is the target here because they're the biggest fish, but it's just really sad that other games that people are enjoying or have enjoyed are going to get negative feedback over people just trying to get a piece of the pie, which is really sad. If But if... Some of these uh, dances are proven to uh, to to be uh, 
you know, I don't know, this is the owned by by like uh, by some of these uh, dance these dancers. That'll definitely set a precedent that'll that'll move through the gaming industry very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and Microsoft is just is just playing it safe. Um, these other other companies like if the Carlton, for example, gets and there's a there's a much more of a case for the Carlton one and some of the others than than the orange shirt, but if that one if that one move from this one game is is, is deserving of uh, some type of payment, then all the other games, uh, you can see I I know if it were me hell yeah I'd be I'd be looking for that move in every freaking game and I'd be suing everybody at that point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, but you know what we need to do, Ty? We need to just do little dances and and try okay. to get them viral and then we can just own a bunch of dances you know and and we can try and try and uh try and sell them you know try and just wait just wait for those dances to be used and then sue i like you know? it it's a long term business idea but i mean uh, you know apparently that's the thing i dig it Okay. Let's do it. Right. I just yeah. gotta. I just gotta think about what that dance will be, right? You know, um, we, well, I think if we just close our eyes, hit record, and let your body move, you know, <laughs> start with the milkshake <laughs> Something dance. Something will happen. That oh, created yeah. so long ago. <laughs> anyway, oh well. It's sad ridiculous. news. Sad that this is becoming a thing. I know. Um, really hope that this gets resolved, and we just we can just be done with it. I'm just. It's it makes me so sad that people are taking something as as fun and and connective as Fortnite and saying I didn't have any hand in in really making that, uh, and uh, and I didn't I didn't have a problem with Destiny using these emotes, but now that Fortnite is popular, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it now. Well, I think the you know the the, the fact that these dances were specifically purchasable is is the is the i i imagine that is being the main difference yeah but i mean like so i'm gonna keep going back to destiny because i know they exist i know things like dabbing and things like the floss and things like the carlton like those are purchasable from destiny so so they are those are definitely like dlc yeah i've I've got the floss emote i love using it it's hilarious okay so there goes that yeah yeah Yeah, there (laughs) i don't know um so anyway uh, there you go we'll see we'll see what happens we got one more and uh before we jump in i want you viewers listeners to know that this is a a unique situation for us and we had a a good conversation about this uh this afternoon in that the content that we are about to talk about is uh rated r it is mature content what we're about to talk about gets pretty salacious and we don't dip our toes into this uh, talking about this kind of stuff very often, and I feel a little weird talking about it, but I'm just going to put my balls on the table and we're going to go for it. <laughs> there you so, go. Boom. If you have uh, any children with you, maybe skip the next uh, 10 minutes and uh, and we'll get to the other side. And then if not, uh, sit back and, and, and listen to the sweet sounds of, of Ty reading some interesting things. Right. So <laughs> to get to it, if you remember last podcast, we talked about some uh, legal allegations that were brought up against the CEO of Gearbox, Randy Pitchford. And the heart of those allegations were that he was given a $12 million bonus against the profits of Borderlands 2 
and that he had carried with him and then lost a USB drive that contained not only Gearbox information, but also information from their affiliates, including Microsoft and other developers. So we have learned more about this. Let me go down to the right part of this article. All right. So I'm going to read, I'm going to start from right in the middle. This is from Jason Schreier again at Kotaku. Jason Schreier, for those who don't know, is a very highly respected uh, investigative journalism from Kotaku. So uh, I, I usually follow him. And if you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. Uh, this is this is where we get a lot of these juicy details. And some of the stuff doesn't even get included in these articles. You just hear it on Twitter first. So anyway, the lawsuit against Pitchford alleges that he struck a deal in 2016 to receive a, quote, personal secretive executive bonus of $12 million to be paid directly to Pitchford Entity called Pitchford Entertainment Media Magic LLC. That bonus, Calendar and his lawyers argue, remember Calendar is the lawyer that is suing Pitchford and Gearbox. That bonus is in advance upon royalties that would otherwise go to the Gearbox staff. This is particularly true. Sorry, quote, this is particularly tragic exploitation, the lawsuit states, quote, because these millions are being siphoned to Randy Pitchford's personal accounts instead of funding development of Borderlands. Calendar's most lurid allegation against Pitchford's is an accusation surrounding an event that he says occurred in 2014. This is where it gets pretty fancy. Calendar says that Pitchford left a USB drive in a Dallas, Texas restaurant containing sensitive corporate documents for Gearbox and its partners, including a 2K Games, Sega, Sony, Microsoft, and others. Says the lawsuit, quote, upon information and belief, Randy Pitchford's USB drive also contained Randy Pitchford's personal collection of underage pornography. Now, this is what we have learned since we talked about this last week, because this is, we all talked about this, we talked about this all last week. Right. Several hours after the publication of this story, Ars Technica tracked down a magic podcast, a podcast about magic and magicians, on which Pitchford had appeared last year. Around the same time, a Gearbox spokesperson also emailed the podcast to Kotaku. In an episode that went live on December 22nd, 2018, the day after the lawsuit was filed, Pitchford told his version of the USB stick story. For the first time, he said, Pitchford described his enjoyment of a cam girl pornography in which the woman streams live erotic content and explained that he had saved a porn video of a cam girl on said memory stick before it was lost. It's a woman who is masturbating, Pitchford said, and when she has some experience that appears as if she's having an orgasm, a huge amount of fluid comes out of her vagina. This is not a sex worker. This is a fucking magician, he said. He said, uh, he said, saying, and he had purchased one of her videos and put it onto the USB stick. Some kid, an employee of the medieval times, discovered this memory stick, took it home, and, uh, and accessed it because it was before we were password protecting, and discovered secrets of my company and future games in development, and also discovered pornography. And it was barely legal porn. This, girl, this girl's handle was only 18. Wow. Okay, so um, that was professional. I had to mute my mute, muted my mic just in case I started laughing, and uh, <laughs> and uh, um, and and yeah. But um, so we we finished recording, and this update uh 
happened. It like dropped within minutes of day. us finishing yeah, last week, so yeah, I feel yeah, bad. Yeah. This is actually kind of old news at this point. It, it, it is, but I mean, we talked about it last week, <clears throat> and it is it is definitely the update uh, since then, right? Uh, and Absolutely. and um, I mean, this. I I believe I believe that this is this is uh, uh, definitely stretched right. Uh, it's it's just an allegation made specifically to embarrass him and and besmirch his his character. That's what I believe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and exaggerated claims. I mean, this is a nightmare for this guy. Now the real question is the is 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 the the twelve million dollar secret deal for himself that is the real concern is that is that this was taken against royalties that were coming back off of earnings from borderlands 2 right that would have either gone to employees or to the development of the next game right but it went to randy pitchford right and he did, apparently didn't tell the employees about it yeah th- that's th- which, th- that's the real issue right everything else is 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 real ugly uh and very public friends uh falling out you know uh some like like some of the other things like you know the 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 parties uh thing i i i i I don't know like really you can have have a party on on your own uh own time or whatever as long as anything illegal and it turns out that nothing actually illegal happened it doesn't really matter you know i'm saying (laughs) and this dude i'm sure I mean, I, I, I'm sure that it'll, it'll, uh, has yet to be proven or, you know, whatever, but I kind of, I kind of believe that, uh, it seems plausible at the very least that it was (laughs) quote unquote, barely legal, uh, porn, but I mean, I mean, good God, like it's so embarrassing for this dude. (laughs) However, really just own, just own up to it, dude. Just say, apparently he did. Apparently, he did this is him it, coming out but, saying, yep, yeah, that's pretty much what was on yeah, there, but, but when, it was legal, so when get he off my says, back. When he says, hey, it, this is magic. No, 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 please. It's not magic, dude. You know what I'm saying? I can make the toy disappear. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Exactly. exactly. I mean. Yeah, that kind of magic. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, that, that uh, but at the same time, I really, this is what nightmares are made of. So, okay, I'm going to give my thoughts on this. Give your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. So we haven't learned very much more about the alleged $12 million. We haven't gotten any confirmations from Gearbox saying like, oh, well, yeah, you know, that part's true. Or no, like they they still believe like they are countersuing against Calendar. They are saying everything here is is not true. And it, it sounds like Gearbox is standing by Randy Pitchford. In regards to the USB stick, I don't know whether it'll be Gearbox's prerogative or not to take what is being said here, both by Calendar and by Pitchford, as, you know, you know, I'm surprised that Randy Pitchford is surviving this even through what is obviously gross negligence. Obviously, you know, carrying company secrets on a USB stick that he decided to take to a medieval times that he also wanted to carry, you know, pornography on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is that what you want your CEO doing? So I'm, yeah, we haven't heard any definitive, like, we're going to fire Randy Pitchford, we're going to keep Randy Pitchford. We've heard nothing from Gearbox about what the next step is going to be. I'm just really surprised that Gearbox hasn't immediately come out since Randy Pitchford admitted that this all happened and said, dude, that was a dumbass move. 
And this is this is not becoming of our CEO. This kind of behavior that you have gone on a podcast and stated is true, whether you took twelve million dollars or not. This kind yep. of behavior yep. is not what what is not who we want representing Gearbox. That's what really surprises me. So, you know, whether or not uh, the girl was on the USB stick, I don't know her age. I don't want to comment on that because I know nothing about you know what she's doing. I just know it was a dumb move to put that kind of content on the same kind of USB on the same USB stick that you have company secrets on that you're taking out into public that you're leaving at a restaurant that a kid can find and take home and put on his computer and open up everything because none of it's protected. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. 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 There you I'm go. curious to see, like this, this is not over, you know, with, 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 with the star Wars story, we can say, cool, we may get another one later. Uh, that story is done. With this story, this this is wide open. We have no idea what's going to happen with Gearbox. We don't know what's going to happen with Borderlands. We don't know what's going to happen with any of this. Now, we talked about it last week. Do you think this is the end of, of Borderlands 3? I don't think so. No. I think that the game can still be made with a wild CEO or not. I'd like right. to think that that, that is a, you know, a big enough ship that this kind of thing won't knock it off course. But we'll see. We don't know. What if what if what if the porn wasn't even on on there? You know what I'm saying? Like, would would that be enough in your in your mind uh, for him for for that to be gross negligence? You know, I I don't know. That's tough. I, I think it would depend on the nature of the secrets and 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 how meaningful they were to the developers that we were holding them for. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Uh, I I agree with what you said last week in that the inclusion of the concept of pornography being here, especially if this girl's over eighteen, the inclusion of it is totally like uh, smoke. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I, I believe so. I believe so. Now this now, is important because I said porn. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think I think um, it's definitely meant to to besmirch him. Uh, now. If if it if it we get a news update that it is in fact you know underage actual legitimate underage material then that's uh you know like I said last week then screw them you know what I'm saying that's freaking terrible uh that's unconscionable and and uh, he should lose it all but I, I, I and we don't I, you know this is not a definitive statement or whatever but it is plausible that it is eighteen plus uh and. Uh, material and it's definitely I, I i just get the my gut says it's meant to embarrass him uh and that's that's basically it uh yep. i, I you you bring up a good point though as far as like the gross negligence because it is mixing like you don't commingle funds right you don't mix uh uh two piles of money together i think that that if it's not like a law, not law, but like a, a policy, it definitely should be. You should not commingle uh, porn and corporate files together. You know what I'm saying? It's like usually, no. I don't think it's a good no. mix. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> so and on that note, I think we're putting that one to bed. To bed. Oh my goodness! Um, so I think to close out tonight, we talk about uh, what Xbox is coming up, and uh, call it a day. What okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so okay, without we got a couple Buddha. new ones. Yeah, without Buddha, it's just like this feels I weird. Know. I know. We just post feels... Buddha, we, we miss you. <laughs> but uh, 
the show must go on. What uh, you, you you did uh, you did the research? You were looking. I did. At what... I did some poking around. Buddha okay. Buddha normally does the the brunt work for us there, but I, I you know put my life on the line and went out to the the front and uh, found what I needed to find. We actually got a really <laughs> cool announcement about Game Pass earlier this week that Shadows of Mordor, We Happy Few, the Lego Movie Game, and Saints Row the Third are all coming to Game Pass this month. I uh, I, I mean. I was blown away, especially after the the content that, the, that we were getting at the beginning of January. Now here we are two weeks later and we're getting Shadow of Mordor and We Happy Few, especially We Happy Few, a brand new game that just came out in August. I mean, obviously you're familiar with the game. Really cool that it's on Game Pass now. It is. It is. Uh, well, I mean, I'll just say that you definitely called it. You know what I'm saying? It was like, hey, uh, uh, the, well, the, the studio itself, uh, Compulsion. Uh, uh-huh is uh was purchased by microsoft right so it was definitely yep. one of those things that were like well it's it's likely that we'll see it yeah and, and, and as soon as hellblade came to yeah. game pass it was it was pretty clear that that was going to happen yeah, yeah yeah that's at the very least the direction um yeah. and that's so, i mean that's really good. it just like the value man it just keeps getting better bro it just keeps getting better i know and we say it every freaking week I'm, yeah i'm sorry for being so repetitive but good god uh, <laughs> yeah. you know percent dude oh uh, uh, games of gold. We have the World Rally Championship Six and Far Cry Two on Xbox 360 are now available as of the 16th. So hop on those if you like doing uh, rally championships or crying far. There are actually no new backwards compatibility games this week that I saw. I went back through Larry Herb's Twitter and saw nothing over the past couple weeks. So, or at least nothing that we didn't talk about last week. So, there you go. Finally, we have new games coming up this coming week and today. So today, Ace Combat 7 Flight Simulator is now officially available, and I've been hearing a lot of really good reviews about Ace Combat 7. Yeah. When was the last time a flight sim game was... It's been years, right? Like an actual honest-to-goodness flight sim? That is a style of game that is even more off my radar than racing games was. Just completely... I've never touched those. But you know what what I've been thinking anyway? Um... What? If there's ever a game, a, a genre of game that a I haven't, we haven't seen like real, at least I haven't. Honest to goodness, flight sim games in years and years, but flight sim games is to me ideal for VR. Ooh, talk about getting sick, dude! Holy goodness, that would be really, really cool because you're you're stationary. You can be you can seated, you can grab your freaking uh, controls or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. as you move around, you can see the space around you. Imagine, see, look, turning your head to be able to see the freaking, uh, you know, fighter jets to your left and that would right be cool. and above. Hell yeah, that would be freaking sweet. I don't understand. Do now, now I don't. I, I haven't done any due diligence and actually looked at what what's going on with uh, Ace Combat. But if if it does have a VR component, like that's what I I want. Now I haven't bought a, a flight sim game. In years, so like so many. I think so the last flight sim that I played was Star Wars Rogue Squadron Three. Uh, and how many years ago was that? I know that was freaking. I think it was ago. sometime between 2002 and 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking. We're we're, we're talking quite some time. Yeah. They used to be. They used to be all all the freaking rage. You know what I'm saying? But oh, uh, dude, Rogue Rogue Squadron was big. Yeah, I mean, a, a game's got to be pretty good to make a third one. Sequels, sequels, I think are a little easy. Third one, you got to work for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least in my opinion. Anyway, finally, uh, we have some games coming out next week. So Ace Combat was today, the 18th. 
on January 22nd. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is getting a new DLC, The Nightmare. On the 24th, Life is Strange 2 is getting their episode 2 called Rules. And then finally, on January 25th, Resident Evil 2 hits full release. Did you play the uh, vertical slice that they released earlier this week? I did not. No. Okay. I think it, I don't think it went away. Like it's probably still available. I think if you want, you can play 30 minutes of the game. I think they give you 30 minutes. And if you if you can go for 30 minutes without dying, great. You will have seen the whole thing. If you <laughs> die, if you die, you get sent back to the beginning, but your clock does not reset. You yeah. only get 30 minutes in the game. So don't spend 20 minutes getting forward and then die because then you won't be able to get back to where you were before. That would uh, that would that would suck. Hmm. But uh, so but anyway. yeah. Um, that's all and, I got for you, and that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That is a podcast. That is a podcast. Uh, thank you so much for stopping in and uh, and listening. Uh, actually, oh wait, you know what? You know what? Before I do the whole closing thing, let me let me go in and, and read some comments. Now we don't have yeah, we don't have uh. Uh, an iTunes, a new iTunes review, unfortunately. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, please, uh, if you you go to you can you look at us on uh, 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 iTunes. You go to the website, thehardcorecasuals.com/podcast, and you can look at the wonderful uh, co- podcast notes that we have. There's a big yellow button. It says Apple Podcast. That'll take you to iTunes, and you can uh, feel free to log in if you have iTunes, of course, and leave a five-star review and and leave a comment we will definitely read it and it helps us out a lot right it really does so what we do have is a couple of of comments actually on the website which is is really cool you know so 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 uh since uh this stuff makes me excited i'm gonna go ahead and uh read it we have one from uh cliff which is actually nine hours ago uh according to what i'm looking at um yeah. on the last on the excelsior uh uh, which is just last week's uh, uh, episode. Uh, Cliff says, "Nice podcast, guys. I'm totally. Uh, I totally want to talk about Bandersnatch with you guys. I re- uh, I certainly have my thoughts. And although you might think it's forcing you to to get back on the path, uh, hold, hold on, let me let me read this. But before I don't want to spoil anything. Hold on. <laughs> Um, no, no, he's just talking about okay, yeah. The review they want they they wanted you on. That's kind of the point. It's like parts of the actual story, at least how I saw it. So no spoilers there. I had to double check. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but yeah, we can definitely talk about that, and and we can talk about that on the Discord, thehardcorecatchables.com slash Discord. Uh, we are available. I definitely try and make myself available as much as possible. So if you have you want to talk better snatch. Sliding those DMs, you know what I'm saying? Um, but Cliff, thank you so much. I'm gonna hit you up, uh, and and we can we we can talk some Banish Snatch. Um, yeah. And uh, I, there is there was another one. Give me one second. I believe it was on. Uh, I believe it was on. Hold on to your butts. Oh yeah, there you go. There's a, a comment from from uh, Lahari. <clears throat> yeah. He says, "Yo, another great podcast, guys." Uh, and by the way, I can't speak uh, for your other listeners, obviously, but I am one of those that actually uh, uh, that actually does listen to your whole podcast in one sitting. Uh, which I gotta say, we have a you know a, 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 a quite a lengthy podcast, so that's kind of awesome. Yeah, just solid hour up, and a half, hour forty five. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't mess around, you know. 
<laughs> so uh lahari much love to you thank you so much uh um you know we, we we definitely value your support greatly ladies and gentlemen and on that note that is definitely a podcast thank you so so much we really do appreciate it check us out the hardcore casuals dot com that is the hardcore casuals dot com uh, we've been we've been really trying to work on the blog i'm 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 proud of it uh i've been really focusing on trying to to write more you know to write more effectively or whatnot right uh so check it out um and and yeah and yeah that's uh that's basically it you know discord no, we did it patreon we're done we missed yeah. you, Buddha. We missed you, Buddha. <laughs> See you later, Buddha. Bye. All right. Love you, Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, much love. We'll see you next time. Peace. Later.